Hello, and welcome to another episode of League Lore and More. This is our second episode in talking about uh, each role and kind of giving our own prefer preferences in the tier list for champions in those roles. So this week, uh, we have mid lane, and we will be discussing uh, mages predominantly. Uh, because the mid lane champion pool is just way too massive to go into all the different styles and champions. Um, so, uh, this week's guest is Dobioski, uh, or Deadeye, he goes by many names. And then um, there is also a point in the interview where I might say like that he can pick up where he left off, and that's because we had some audio issues uh with the recording software and so nothing was lost but he just that might seem jarring or disruptive to some people listening but that's just what happened uh so i apologize for that and i hope you guys enjoyed the interview Okay, here with, I guess, what are we going to call you? Deadeye, or I guess your name is Dubulski, right? Yeah, Dubulski. I, I didn't, I didn't, um, didn't want to dox Caleb last week, but he ended up doxing himself uh, by saying his actual name. So Yeah, I heard that. Uh, so maybe we'll avoid that this time. All the, all the haters won't. Won't send you death threats, you know. But all the hate mail, I don't need that in my life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they probably wouldn't know where to send it now, though, since you've recently changed addresses. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't just like yeah. to stay in one place for too long. <laughs> people, people get too uh, comfortable with knowing where I'm at. <laughs> um. Okay, so we'll just jump right in. It's gonna be the same for the listeners. It's gonna be the same questions as each week when we do each role, but obviously different answers. So uh, what is your favorite role, which is probably going to be the one we're talking about today, uh, but then what's your favorite champion, either within the role or just in general? Yeah, so uh, my favorite role I've been I've played a lot of has been uh, mid lane. Um, it's been the one I've stuck with the longest. I've, I've tinkered around with every lane. I feel comfortable in most most roles but if i had to choose and if i prefer anything it's gonna be mid lane more than anything um and in that lane i would have to always if i prefer a champ it's gonna have to be echo um used to be a, a hard ari main three or four seasons ago um Same. but but <laughs> but since then uh i've really devoted a lot of time towards playing echo and working on his skills I enjoy him a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you do play a lot of Echo. Um, he, I've never really played him a ton. Like, I know how he functions and everything, but um, not really the champion that I really felt comfortable with. And I mean, I guess he's really, like, an assassin, though, so that's never really been something I've mechanically been skilled enough to play well. Um, yeah, no, it's it's one of those champions that for like me, especially in this well the past few months, I guess or half year, 
with the lack of time that I've been able to put into the game, um, that it's a ch- he's a guy is a champion that I can kind of pick up um, here and there if I just want to pick up, play a few games and I don't really need a whole lot of you know mm-hmm. practice games with I, you know I understand how he works where his where his spikes are you know how he fits well into the game where I mm-hmm. don't really need to I don't have to I can worry more about the game itself rather than you know the champion I'm playing I could do the same with a champion like Ari or or mm-hmm. choose an easier skilled champ like maybe like a Malzahar but when it comes to just like pure comfort or like twisted fate uh, but like when it comes to just a champion I feel the most comfortable with it's always going to be you know probably come mm-hmm. down to him if I have to just pick one on a, mm-hmm. for a game yeah um, let's see I think I'm going to need to keep uh, a list of everyone who answers this question and see how many get the most because last week uh yeah, Tristana, and then okay, yeah, and then mine's Orn, and then so okay, so you're Echo. So we're rounding out a team here. Uh, not sure how well it, those mesh together though. But what champion most resembles you in real life? And this can be either personality or appearance, or you can do one for each of them. I think uh, <laughs> Caleb or Chales last week went with uh. I think he just knocked them both out. He went Scion and Kog'Maw. Uh, so, you know, f- physically, obviously, very similar. And uh, personality-wise, also. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. The personality one, I haven't really put much thought into that one. But if, you know, if we're going to have to go looks, you know, I'd uh, have to be probably, if we're looking at human-like characters... <laughs> Most maybe like a Jace or Twisted Faith, like handsomely, devilishly handsome guys, you know. Um, That probably most fits me. Uh, Personality, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe you could uh, say Twisted Fate as far as, you know, never know what card I have up my sleeve, (laughs) always have options. Yes, yes, Um, you're a wild card. Wild card type guy, you know. I think you were more of a, a Draven, Darius, <laughs> Brown personality. Okay. But, uh... yeah. yeah. I like. I can see it. Draven, now that you say it, yeah. I don't, you know, not play, not a big ADC, so I don't really think of them, but Draven, <laughs> 100%. Jace physically does look a lot like you. I did offer that up for Chales last week for appearance wise. Just the jawline. Um, the jawline, yes. Um, Silas, maybe even. Uh, for me? Okay. Yeah. I mm-hmm. wish I had long hair like that. Yeah, I mean, TF has long hair too. Yeah, I was thinking the TF beard. A, a cut beard, you know. Because I said Graves for just appearance wise for me, but. There were, okay, yeah. Weren't really there many. Other, I guess. Most of our friend group probably fits for Jace. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Uh, it's probably the most accurate one to to all of us. Yes, at least. <laughs> um, Not too many humanoid males to choose from. No, Jace. Maybe and... you know, maybe maybe personality for myself. Maybe like Brand. You know, kind of hot headed. <laughs> you know, just ready yeah. to throw fire whenever. Just, yeah, just ready. Undead, yeah. Undead, yep. Undead, always on fire. Hair's on fire. Bald. <laughs> You're not bald, though. No. 
No. That sucks. I always said if I started losing my hair, I would just, you know. Oh, really? I would go straight for it. Yeah. I wouldn't even play around with it. Yeah. That's respect. Okay. I think Caleb had a hard time with this one. So did the people before him. But what popular theme, movie, franchise, book series would you like to see turned into League of Legends skins? Not that they ever would because they don't really do, uh, you know, franchised material but uh yeah this was a this was a tough one to think on um i would you know just off of uh being a fan i would have to say maybe like it'd be cool to see some sort of star wars type you know crossover into the into the skins i was thinking more like uh, ones that have swords mostly the master yi-esque Okay, so there kind of is that one. Yeah, I did think that they had that, but you know, they could well, not 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 like a whole set or whatever. There's like a um, chosen Master Yi skin, and his sword will. It's like a lightsaber, and it'll change colors and stuff um, based on whatever ability is active. Um, See, we could get Fiora with with a saber. You know. Yep. Um, Um, Well. we could probably do something with Scion's sweet uh, axe, you know, turn it into like a futuristic saber, like dual saber type axe thing. You know? I guess you could do like a new, new and well, could be uh, Han and Chewie. Uh, oh, yeah. That'd be um... cool. I was thinking like uh, in the third movie where Obi-Wan's riding on that uh, lizard-esque, lizard type thing. That could be the new, new. New new Willem skin. I don't know if you know what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, not quite yeah. as. But the chewy, the chewy Han would be a. That'd be a really good one for that them two actually. That'd be pretty like, funny. Be on his yeah. shoulders or something. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other ones. I mean, you could obviously just slap clone armor onto a bunch of. Eighties. Yeah. Yep. Um, no, it'd be interesting. Kogma could be one of those, uh, uh, you know, they're like a tripod, like an android type uh, tripod like shooter. It's almost like a tank. Mm-hmm. I can't think of it. I'm visioning it in my mind, but I can't. I don't know what they were called in the movies. Kogma could almost be like some kind of turret type thing. Walking yeah. in the turret. Yeah. I mean, Blitzcrank could probably turn into something. Oh dear, it could be one of the uh, the little bears. <laughs> the Ewoks. A little Ewok, yeah. Or you could have Nar, maybe. Nar I guess you don't know what... Nar could have an Ewok. What's the one where he has like the, the costume on? Um, Nar. It's like a, like a dinosaur Dino costume. Nar, yeah. Or yeah. we could turn into the Rancor. Yeah. In, it, could be something, like, it could be a skin like, like that where it's kind of like a costume and and mini nar but then it kind of like blows up into something much bigger yeah yeah there's probably endless possibilities for some of the not for sure but that that, that one was a, that one was a tough one to think about i didn't definitely i didn't have that many in my head when i first thought of it but you know like you said there's a lot of different possibilities that could that could come out of something like that you know yeah and like when i originally answered it and when 
last week when Chael's answered it, we've now with using Star Wars, we've hit the the main ones because I said he was trying to make some make it work with like um, certain Lord of the Rings things, but we kind of felt that it there was a lot of similar style looking things that it might not necessarily look super like skinned i guess like people characters in league legends a lot of times will like look similar to that medievalesque style not all the time a lot of it's futuristic but um there are that'd be a good one things like that and then i was i listed off a bunch for like harry potter and stuff um so those like the three big ones so i wonder what in the future i'll get um and I'm wondering, I can't even really, I mean, there are tons of stuff, but I can't really think of things that would have enough to um, make a whole set of skins. I mean, at least five, but. Um, it'll, be it'll be interesting to see what uh, other people have to offer, other ideas. So people that, unlike myself, are perhaps more creative when it comes to <laughs> visual ideas uh-huh. and uh whatnot it'll be cool to hear it'll be cool to hear other people's opinions and thoughts yeah for sure um so i guess the icebreakers are done but uh caleb last week uh thought that those were the harder of the questions compared to the actual okay. uh, questions about the role at hand but we'll get into that now uh so if you want to just give uh you know, there's no time limit here, but give a briefish view on how you feel mid lane currently stands in terms of strengths and what limitations are, in, in your opinion, currently placed on the role, and then how does it compare uh, to the other four in terms of kind of where it stands in strength wise? Yeah. So I think uh, like mid lane, what I love about it is that it's like I love the just the one on one. Okay, you can just try and pick up where you left off. Yeah. So what I was saying was, you know, in mid lane, I gotten the chance to kind of like feel out the role, especially when as an inconsistent player, sometimes I suppose it doesn't. A lot can happen in the games, especially at my level, but I feel like those early leads in the game, especially at lower ELO, truly dictate like the outcome within the first maybe 15, 10 to, thir- 10 to 25 minutes, I would say. Like I think an early mid lane lead, a strong one, someone that's aggressive with it, and can impact the rest of the other lanes off of it can almost end a game earlier on their own than maybe let's say like someone like a top laner or mm-hmm. even like an ADC. Um, I think jungle because ADC is going to need more time to kind of ramp up and build a chain unless they just get an unbelievable lead and just crush in the lane. Then, mm-hmm. uh, then obviously that's different. But I feel like mid lane could be like the quickest way to, besides maybe a jungler to just like absolutely like end the game early, especially at low elo when people are more willing to kind of forfeit early. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I just as just as I was kind of mentioned earlier, like I feel like I do have a good late game um, overall. Like once I kind of hit, not wouldn't say all items, but like majority of the items, I feel like I can play a late game well enough that at that point, obviously, a lead won't really matter as much. But if you can't get to that late game, um, then it doesn't even matter. You know, you don't even have a chance. But you know, I think mid lane that early lead is it's hard to come back from, especially when you go against like some really aggressive laners, um, someone that can push the wave hard and roam quickly or someone that can just like, you know, come back to lane, instantly dive you and then roam after that. Or someone that can just abuse you as you just sit in a tower and forces you to have to back too often. So as far as like strengths, you know, I think that the ability, the skill level early, the skill level overall of the person playing really matters the most. Um, as with most lanes and champions. So, but I think late game, it depending on the champion you play, like assassins obviously are not going to, unless they can get on someone squishier or an AD like late quickly and end it, like it's hard, it could be harder to, you know, influence the game as heavily as you do, you know, early, like that 10 to 15 or 10 to 20, 25 minute marker. You know, if you're roaming bot with jungle and you're just four manning underneath the tower or four manning it, you know, it becomes a lot easier because you have that lead. You you force people under the tower. They're trying to catch up and farm and it kills. And it's just like it, it can easily just it can easily just kind of roll out of control if uh not tamed enough. But at the same time, like, um, it you know, if they don't abuse that lead early, like then it's essentially useless. Um, cause I do think that early time is the most critical for, for mid lane to have that presence, especially if you're like an assassin mid mages, you know, it can, it can easily influence just as much, but I think for assassins, especially, you know, it, that, that early time is critical. Um, as far as limitations, I'm not really sure if mid lane has its limitations. Um, cause I think a lot of those, I think a lot of it boils down to just like, your skill cap as far as like you with your, the champions that you choose to play um, and the person you're going against, like how well you guys stack up against one another, how well you play that champion, you know, plays a, a big piece, at least in the mid lane, I feel like, where like that truly matters a lot. If you have a, if all you know is to play one champion and you just one trick it, you know, I think that's the the easiest part for mid lane. You just master that one thing, just like any other lane, and kind of move around with it. But the lane itself, I don't know if it has real limitations. Yeah, um, and you brought up something. Um, you didn't directly address it, but um, that I feel like is going to come up in each discussion about each role, and that's knowing, uh, knowing your champion and knowing your role and knowing when you're strong and when you're going to be strong and what you're supposed to do like when you are strong so like with marksman right your value in a game goes increases with each passing minute um you're supposed to be that late game uh, insurance right with mid, it's different because 
you have characters like that where it's the game is on a timer and when and it's your timer and when that timer finishes you know if you're you're playing correctly the game should just be unwinnable for the other team right and that's like a Cassadin. the game should be on a timer to where if you hit a certain point whether it's 35 minutes it's 40 minutes it's a certain amount of gold essentially for your items so it could be prior to that but it, this is assuming that you're just not getting fed kills obviously um because some castings are two items at 15 minutes and the game's over at you know 23 but um so there's champions like that um that i think people don't people at our level they don't care to scale i see castings all the time that want to ff at five minutes when they're playing a cassadin like they obviously don't understand what the champion does if they're doing that you know right um but then there's also champions that need that need to be aggressive uh in lane and they need to end games early because their value in the game will reach a high and then it's going to start going back down the mountain uh champions like uh a zed for example like he's not going to keep on like in a if the game goes 50 minutes he's less and less useful because uh the adc is going to be level 18 might have a ga might have tons of uh lifesteal uh 100% crit or something like that to where he's going to die very quickly and not be able to do much uh, because his damage just doesn't scale uh, to the same amount. And I think that um, it's really important for people who play like marksmans to like understand that they are more valuable the 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 more the game goes on. Um, but then like so correlating that to to mid lane um it takes extra knowledge and extra skill to understand what champion you're playing does like when um or like what play style you need to to have in each game because like if you're playing a game against five squishies zed's going to be more valuable for longer but not permanently um, whereas if you're playing Zed into a team with, you know, a couple tanks or something like that, you're going to need to push the pace of the game much quicker um, because you're going to be useless much sooner. Um, do you get what I'm saying? Uh, no, for sure. And I think it's, I mean, it's a great point because, like, yeah, I mean, you got to, even when you're picking, like, those mid lane champions, you got to look at even your own team and what it's going to need and, you know, what other roles and how they scale, you know? Because if you're if you're the only person on the team that, again, like does well early, you know, and your whole team's trying to, they all they're playing champions that all are scaling late, like there's you probably be less useful overall, because then it's like everybody else is trying to scale. They're maybe playing slow. You're trying to play fast. Even if you get that lead, it's like all right, now it's up to you to either push that lead into a 
early win and they never have a chance to scale mm-hmm. or you fondle that lead that you had so that your team can catch up or you just go useless for you know five or ten minutes because no other lanes are doing anything you can't make something happen with your with your lead nothing ends up happening now late game everybody's caught up and yeah you're maybe that fed zed that couldn't get it done early and now you're kind of useless you almost have to look at the rest of your team's comp and you know decide like all right do i want to play a zed with these champions that are on my team that are all late game or do i you know pick something else that's you know maybe like a twisted fade or um, maybe a more utility mid laner and just scale with them and play for a later later chance you know and have more impact later in the game yeah um i think the sheer diversity of the role uh, as far as anything being able to be played mid besides you know like a lot of the supports um is is what makes it i mean everyone says that it's the strongest of the five roles and like and it is because um you're in the middle of the map so you can impact bottom and top in both sides of the jungle and everything like that um but also it's strong because of the different ways that your team composition can uh, change can evolve um based on what you pick there so like if i pick uh like lucian mid right then that frees up either my jungler or like my edc to pick like an ap champion or like all these different you know permutations that you can have um really makes the entire game uh diverse and unique um which just um i mean people don't really think of it in those terms and like i don't usually other than for the sake of this conversation but uh in terms of limitations um i don't really know in that sense um like with marksman it's kind of easy like uh, there's a survivability issue there um but yeah i mean we address that and it's not really as big of an issue as i think um but there's also like a lack of diversity in that role um 100 uh but yeah i think i don't know um i think that's i think that's why i like mid lane so much too over other lanes or even like a jungle is because I, I feel like even if even when I go to different lanes or play something different, I feel like I'm almost like, well, I'm an ADC now. So these are my, these are my couple options because these mm-hmm. are what's strong and anything else is like, I'm going to get picked. Someone's against me is going to pick something strong. And if I don't equally pick something as strong as a person, not as skilled at that, at that role, like I'm at a disadvantage mm-hmm. twice now, twice as much now. Or even top lane where it's like, all right, I'm not strong in this role, this comfort-wise. So I might as well pick something safer that's strong or just like the way it's played overall feels like very consistent every time. Whereas at mid lane and jungle is the same. I feel the same about jungle and, and support. Like it just feels very repetitive to me. Or like mid lane, like you're saying, like you can take almost any champion you want mid to kind of fit the team. You know, there's all kinds of different ways you can play it 
you can just straight up play aggressive, get a lead, try to dive and just force force down mid on your own. Or you can just play like a sit, someone that sits back a little bit more. It's a little more passive and constantly try to just roam and make things happen. Like maybe like a Twisted Fate help other lanes get ahead. Or you can, you know, kind of play something that's going to help your team in the, in the long run towards late game. So you can just, you have to worry maybe mostly about just farming, staying even, you counter roam, you just try to keep your team in it long enough to where they can kind of do their thing and you're just available then to kind of help facilitate what they're doing and uh i just think like all those different options and the ability to do that like you said from the middle of the map like i think it, that's why i enjoy it so much because it gives me so many options to way, the way i could play it it's never consistent no matter what mm -hmm. like i i rarely ever have the same matchup unless i'm playing like super super consistently or i'm trying to like climb hard and i and i'm playing the same champion consistently but it's just so diverse and so many things happen so many things change up that it's like it's always feeling like a new challenge every single game that i could go about it all kinds of different ways so like i think it's it's the most fun i think it's one of the more challenging ones mm -hmm. and i think the skill cap at that is like really high and you could get really really good um and obviously obviously climb really fast getting good at mid lane being able to impact that much of the game yeah i think each role has things it needs to think about um and things that it doesn't which help them focus on the things that it does and so like mid lane yeah um you need to think about how you're going to impact the rest of the map um, and then I get caught just kind of AFK farming mid sometimes um, instead of uh, pushing a wave and then just going into fog of war, which in and of itself is going to be like, okay, where's, where's such and such champion? Like, you know, where yeah. did Syndra go? Like, uh, unless, you know, I'm on vision, but um, with like top lane, with it being a longer lane, uh, and like the area where waves meet or whatever being just larger compared to mid. Um, whenever I'm pushed up, I always have to be thinking doubly about uh, the enemy jungler, um, my vision situation, my wave situation, how I'm going to get the wave to reset so that I'm not pushed up. Um, all the while, either trading with the enemy laner or whatever's going on um looking for teleport spot lane if they need help or if it's a good opportunity to uh to tp down there for kills uh whereas with mid lane it's a shorter lane and it's um harder to successfully gank um even though there are multiple entrances right that you could come in if you're the enemy jungler or support or whatever there's also multiple exits. So if I'm pushed up, I can run to either side. I mean, I still died of ganks all the time mid, but um, I, I worry less about it. And so I can devote more of my mental resources. Uh, and the champions I play more often, I don't get caught with the wave stuck, with the wave frozen on me. I tend to play more 
of these mages that can just very easily unfreeze a wave um, or just push endlessly into a tower and then run. Uh, but that's something that I think is a strength of the role is um, being able to devote more. And it's probably designed this way, devote more time to um, thinking about ways uh, in which to benefit their team. Um, so does the role feel rewarding or not? And do you feel useful? Um, I, in a, in an even game, I guess, because obviously there are games where you are definitely not useful because you're feeding. Um, I feel like you should always feel useful. Um, but sometimes, um, roles might not feel that way depending on the champion. Um, and as far as feeling rewarding, I don't, um, uh, I think that's also just kind of situationally based. Um, it might even be champion based, but then that's just kind of my own personal view of what rewarding, uh, is, but well, how do you feel about this? No, yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I think for sure the the role itself does feel rewarding. And in, even, in, an, in an even game, I do feel useful. Um, to your point, I think it does a lot matter, like the type, like the champion you're playing, um, the situations that you're in might change how rewarding it feels or how useful it feels, you know? Mm -hmm. um, like when you're, in a, when you're a mid lane assassin, even if all things are equal, you know, hey, you know, we are going to fight at Baron. Like, this is going to happen. And say it's even. You know, you're like, all right, you know, I'm an I'm the assassin. I have the most mobility. Like, it's my job to to get on that ADC or get on that mid laner of theirs who's maybe not as mobile and has a little bit more of a distance that they're utilizing for damage. And being that person that's like, hey, I need to get back there and I need to, you know, take care of this. And if I do, we uh, the chances of us winning that fight go up substantially. Um, if not just winning it off of that mm -hmm. or, uh, and having like the weight of that, you know, like that to me is a lot of fun. So like in a situation like that, like when you do get that kill and your team does win that team fight, like you, I f it's very rewarding in that sense, and it feels so good. Or if you're like you're even that utility mid laner, being able to like go into that, you know, I'm just gonna keep with that Baron fight example, like able to output a lot of damage on the enemy team and they're in, in their front line. Meanwhile, maybe almost peeling or helping protect your AD. Um, like that feels really good. So like I like to play uh, Oriana a ton. And I love the fact, and I enjoy that her so much, because of the fact that like I can put a lot of damage out there real fast. But if something were to happen, like I can use that ball and shield my AD or shield my frontliner. You know, mm -hmm. I can peel with my ulti if I have to. You know, and I think like a champion like that with a lot of like it's very skill based and like the ball control on that champion, like it's so rewarding to be able to do something like that at like a high at like really good level and be able to impact that fight you know very heavily 
by the decisions you make. Um, so I do think that the the role is very rewarding. Depending on the instance, like I do think it's most likely, or there's like a assassin or they're mid lane. gets that kill or those i feel like it's really rewarding um and satisfying because like that's the game you know so i i do think it feels rewarding i i enjoy the role thoroughly and i enjoy that challenge and that pressure of like hey you're the assassin or you're the mid laner you're the mage like you need to impact the game heavily and you need to have, you know, if you don't do these things and the other person does it better or more, like, that's going to dictate the game more than anything. Or what has the high, one of the higher chances of in, impact in the game. So I do think the mid lane feels rewarding. And I do feel like it, I feel useful even playing in it. Yeah, I think um, a, a role, like, personally for me, jungle feels absolutely the opposite of rewarding. Um, and there, there's various reasons uh, for that, but but even something like top lane, right? So if there's like a skirmish or something, and I leave my lane, say I'm playing Orn, and I go and I soak damage because like, I'm a tank and that's my job, and the team gets a couple kills, but like say I die and like, and I don't, and I'm not the one taking those kills, which I shouldn't be, but but I'm not. Um, I'm probably not going to feel like my role is rewarding in that sense, even though the team might be ahead or whatever, like I'm losing I'm getting assist gold, yep, I'm losing my entire like wave top, I could be losing plates if like my um, lane opponent didn't come and they just stayed uh, top lane and then so if I'm going to feel like I'm behind, especially in like solo queue games where like I'm gonna be one on one with somebody a lot longer, and there's less communication for me to act actively work with the rest of my team. Um, uh, and my jungler's not gonna come visit my lane like ever. So I think mid lane has just a broader amount of ways in which to feel rewarded for the things that they do uh i think a lot of it depends on how you want to feel rewarded too yeah um like i like the more aggressive style of gameplay like i always want to be fighting or almost always be fighting um and that's almost for any game i play even other than league i like i enjoy that piece of things like i want to go one-on-one -on -one with people i want to 1v1 people mm -hmm. a lot or i want to mm -hmm. do team fights you know um but like there's chance there's times when i don't really feel like doing that and so i you know i might go top lane because I, I i just kind of want to like cause I, in top lane i like to play shen and i have cross map utility and impact is with your ulti you know um but i can kind of sit in my lane i don't really have to fight i can just kind of worry about farming and then when it comes to team fighting i can just like 
yeah, like you're saying, like soak up damage, and it's a different type of rewarding when you just don't die sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but I, like you're saying, yeah. like you, they, you TP somewhere, you like Chen, you ulti away, you don't have TP, now they're just smacking on your tower, and they're now they have a massive gold advantage, so now mm -hmm. you almost just have to sit underneath your tower. Like I always play Shen, like knowing, hey, I'm gonna give up my tower, and I'm gonna be shoved underneath the tower most of the time. But I might ulti bot twice, and that might be the difference between right. them winning and losing that lane. And I'm just going to be okay with it and just get my face beaten in top lane. But when it comes to late game, I'm just going to soak more damage. And like in that kind of game, it might be fun because like I just don't feel like 1v1ing and bashing and fighting people all the time. Like I want to play maybe a more mellow game. So like mm -hmm. in that sense, that's rewarding. But yeah, the chances for mid to feel rewarding, there's a lot more possibilities and options like you're saying. Yeah, in um, as far as feeling useful, um, I think just with the sheer different number of champions that there are different styles that you can play. You know, whether it's Galio mid or something like that. Um, there's just like an endless amount of ways to to bring value to your team, but we can move on to what could be added or subtracted to better balance the role. Um, this is hard because typically I think they do a good job with balancing. Um, lately, it's been a bit off. Um, not necessarily for mid lane, though. Uh, and the damage creep has been going on for years where they're just you know, putting more damage in the game, which benefits mid more than any other role. Um, my biggest issue is champions getting released that can basically play a role, but then also play mid, um, which it's a good thing that champions are versatile, but they have... Everything just has healing in its kit now, it seems, which is just bad design, in my opinion. Um, I think with the amount of damage they're adding to the game, um, they're like making it necessary to, for champs to have healing in their kits to sl slightly counteract it, which I feel like is just like a like why have an arms race in that sense um and i think mid is most impacted by that uh especially with the items that are in the game now for and i mean i think it's more for like assassins bruisers and that sort of thing because it's not mages don't have that type of healing uh but that's what i would uh subtract i guess from that role yeah, I would say overall, like as an average as an average player, time wise and maybe even skill wise, like I feel like the balance for the most part is done well. Um, if I were to play it more, maybe maybe I'd feel it more, or maybe have more complaints. I know in years past I've felt that way, um, but there have been. I think obviously, like you're going to expect like the new champions to be overpowered, and you kind of just gotta you kind of put up with that for a time. But as far as like what you're saying, like the damage has been like heavily increasing, and it definitely does benefit mid. 
um, but at the same time, like it kind of goes into that when I talked about earlier, like because there's more damage, you have a higher opportunity to like uh, roll your lead on earlier and makes falling behind feel abusive um, and helpless almost, especially when you're playing against someone that's like higher skill than you, someone's in your game that's a couple that's that's higher than you skill wise. <laughs> And now they're just abusing you. And then it's just like not fun because like you have zero chance mm-hmm. to even walk into the lane. Like you just walk out there going, like you come from following going, well, this guy has two, like a kill on me and I, it's already over. And if I walk into this lane, as soon as I step out from turret, like I'm going to die. And mm-hmm. it feels bad feeling that. The healing, yeah. Um, I mean, for sure, it's it's a, annoying for sure. And, it getting added in and it, it definitely doesn't feel good. There some of the some of the champions where they you feel like you almost have them and then they all of a sudden heal out of nowhere, a quarter mm-hmm. of their health and you're like you were so close to killing and then you die, like that's yeah. It's not fun. And yeah, you have to start like when you have to itemize for it or account for it, it almost mm-hmm. either it even almost puts you behind because you have to itemize for it. And it's like it is inconvenient and it, but when you're ahead and you're a person playing that champion, you know, <laughs> I see the I see the appeal on that end. But yeah. that's not those aren't the champions I play. It's not really the way I play it. So it's like it definitely doesn't feel very good going against something like that. Okay, so how do the items feel? Is there enough variety, and does it feel like the build paths are locked, or is there room for innovation? Now, just going off of AP mid laners, there's three mythics, right? There's Everfrost, there's Landry's Anguish, and there's Luton's Tempest, which was Luton's Echo, um, for mages. Um, there's other ones for if you're playing like an assassin y type characters. Um, and I kind of feel like which one of those you pick might dictate the other items that you're going to build. Uh, and I was just kind of counting through the legendary items, which are the picks, just like the normal, full, completed items that you buy, not the coins. But um, I think there's like 15 that I would buy if I was playing like a mid lane mage or AP user. Um, yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know if that's too, if that's a good amount or if that's too few. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think the items is actually nice this season. I've kind of enjoyed having. I think there's. I think it's you do have options, and I and I like even with even if it's three, I do think I have like options every game and I can kind of base how I want to play or I can choose the item based on how I want to play that lane. So I think like a good example for this, like if we look at mythics is like, like playing like twisted fate. Like I enjoy playing just twi- twisted fate a lot. Cause you can have a lot of impact and you can play them like a, a, so many different ways. And I really enjoy that. Um, but like, if you wanted to go like straight up full damage, twisted fate, and just 
you know, try to not necessarily one-shot people, but, like, just do a ton of damage, gold card, cue them, um, auto them a couple times, like, you'd go Ludens, you know, and then you can kind of build your legendaries based on, you know, what who's who you're playing against, like, if you want to go um, more magic pen, if you want to go, you know, more on-hit effect stuff, but, like, that's the way, the way you kind of go if you want to go, like, damage, twist of fate, whereas, like, if you wanted to play maybe more utility for your team twisted fate have more impact like across lanes early maybe or just like have more impact of helping your other lanes you know you might go everfrost and that's like something that's most common i think right now for twisted fate players is to go that everfrost and you have that stun so you can stack stuns on top of one another mm-hmm. now granted you can probably get through your cards twice if you go gold cards, stun with Everfrost, and then maybe a blue or gold card again. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, if you just want to straight up do like legit one shot type damage early, without having to cycle through maybe your W twice, then you'd want to go Ludens. But I like having like both those options to kind of choose from to do that. Um, and even even like the legendary items, like you do have choices. I think to kind of depending on like how the game's going, how you want to play it, you kind of have choices, but I think it's definitely more than it used to, whereas like before it'd always be like, hey, I'm playing this mage, so now I'm, I'm picking Luden's first item because I have to, unless it's someone that needs mana like really, really bad, and then you get Archangels, and only because you have to because of the mana problems. But almost <laughs> every other mage is like, hey, you're picking Luden's because you have to, because it's going to be mana, it's damage, but that's the only uh, mana item you're going to need. And then the rest is kind of the same. But as far as like how it is now, I think it's kind of it's kind of nice having like, hey, do I want to be more utility and get Everfrost or do I want to try to do more damage right up and do Ludens? Or having like Leandris kind of be like Ludens just with the burn more so. Like you, can, I like having the options. I think it's I think it's been enjoyable this season having it. And I don't feel limited to what I'm choosing or the build pass I'm taking, I kind of choose it how I want to go. But then there's some champions that like I do feel like I like. Hey, I'm gonna play Echo. This is like the path I'm gonna have to follow, most likely. Hmm. Okay. Um, I get that. Um, I definitely think that I don't. The five other items that I buy aren't necessarily like I definitely feel like multiple are viable. Depending on like if I'm trying to decide between one or the other, I think that both have strong uses in the majority of games that I play. Um, it kind of I don't know what I'm necessarily looking for in terms of a better experience with. The items um i'm definitely coming around to the majority of them this season um i hate a lot of the uh the ad ones but it um the the mid lane ones the mage ones they don't give like they're doing the correct thing and that they're not giving their 
their characters something that they didn't necessarily have before in my opinion whereas like gale force is giving a if i build it on jinx right i i now have a dash in addition to my flash that i didn't have before and i think that that's wrong and i think that that's bad game design um Whereas, I mean, Luton's existed before, right? Landry's existed before, and then there was actually an item that did similar things to Epifrost before. Um, they just made them stronger and turned them into, like, the mythic items. Um, so that's... Sure. I see what you're complaint. saying, though. Yeah. Uh, so, but if I had to tier list how they balance this game number one is they balance it around everybody in 99% of their games taking flash the games balanced around flash and then it's balanced around mid lane because mid lane is never in a position where it is considered weak uh, whereas every other role past what seven years that I've played the game has gone through phases where it's like Oh, this role is the weakest in the game. And mid will never be in that position. Uh, it'll never leave the top two. So, No, no. Mostly um, because of the diversity. I think you can play it. Mm-hmm. Like taking different champions there. Like it's always going to have its place just because of its orientation on the map. And yeah. its ability to kind of change or always change. Uh, speaking of tier list, we can move to that one now. So this one just do this. mages. Um, we have S, A, B, C, D. Caleb last week changed it to S, A, B, D, and E. He just doesn't care for the C grade. Uh, okay. How would you like to set this one up? Do you want to keep it consistent and go B, D, and E? If that works for you, that for works me, for me. For me, it doesn't really uh, matter. Change to E to F. doesn't matter to me. Let's just go. Let's just go CD. We'll just go CD for this one. We'll keep All it right. simple. We don't need to make it complex. All right. A, B, C, and D. Okay. I don't know yes. why these aren't in alphabetical order, but we'll just go across with what they start with. So, um, and this is more or less how it's not like I don't have, you know, like win rate and pick rate numbers with me or anything like that. It's just kind of how you perceive the champion in the games that you've played with it um, on your team, on the other team. Uh, yeah. Um, and also just kind of personal how you feel about the champion too can sway it. That's totally fine also. So Rise. All right. Rise. I think at my ELO I would put Rise at B. Okay. Because I don't think people at my level, well, partly because he's always changing and they're always buffing him, nerfing him. So depending on like where he's at at the time, like I don't think people play Rise well enough to usually impact it, the game, very much. But I think because of that he goes either way like sometimes they do they do impact it sometimes they don't but i would say more so than anything they don't so like if i ever see a rise against me like to me it's like all right non-factor i'm gonna worry about 
other people on the team because I'm going to assume that this person is probably not going to play them as well as as it could be played. So I'm not too worried about him as a champion. But do I enjoy him? Absolutely, I enjoy him. Um, I'm going to put him in C just because I think... Um, and just from prior knowledge, I know his win rate's ass because people just don't... People are just ass at playing him. Uh, they don't really understand. And I mean, I'm not a good rise either. Uh I think he's fun, um, especially like if you get, if the game can go later. Um, but you feel so bad, I think, for so much of the game. Um, but good rises don't. They can impact the game almost at any point. Um, he's just a really... Uh, he's really high skill cap, and I just don't think he functions well outside of pro play um and so yeah i'll put him in c um next up is jace but we're not gonna include i don't know why he's on this mages one so i'm just d just because he doesn't fit yeah um cassiopeia so i'm putting Uh, i'll put cassiopeia for her and he's kind of a tweener again as well. I might only put her at C because of the amount of times you see her, especially at level I play. Like I, you, I never have to play against her. People that play her then at that time aren't typically that good at her. I enjoy her, and I'm I'm okay. I would I'd even rate myself a B slash C Cassio Cassiopeia player, but think just on experience like she has a the ability to put out a lot of damage fast and i enjoy that about her but i don't think people play her well enough at that level to like really impact the game that much so i'm gonna put her to c okay uh i think she is insanely powerful um i am hovering between a and s currently uh she will shred tanks she will just nuke anybody um she has great utility uh with her w um and her alt can completely change a team fight um a person's positioning with her is gonna is going to kind of decide how things go most of the time uh it can be kind of unforgiving if if you make a mistake in that regard. But I'll stick her in A for now, but I, I, I don't know. She's really high on my list. I don't play her, but she I think she's always really strong. She, yeah, for sure. Um, so Wayne, kind of a pseudo-mage drain tank, though. Um... Swain, he doesn't get played mid, so he gets played mostly. So I'll still include him, but um, honestly, I think he's an A tier uh, support. I think, especially at the level we're at, he's 
very, very uh, good, and a lot of people don't respect um, his kit. And uh, I mean, I love playing Swain. I use my gemstones on Hextech Swain, so uh, I'm very invested in the character. But um, yeah, he he has a lot of utility and just overall ways to affect a zone on the map in a team fight in a skirmish or just a lane very easily just impose kind of his will on the enemy duo if it's a good matchup for him and so that's where i think he goes yeah i'm gonna put him at b because yeah, he doesn't get he doesn't get played mid really much at all mm-hmm. anymore. Um, he does have good impact in the game. I think it, it, there's definitely a, a difference between like a good Swain and a bad Swain. Um, but again, even in my experience, like I don't feel like when I play this against this champion. Like I feel just overwhelmed by like his power in the lane and how he just how he how he plays it like i feel like mm-hmm. i can play my the way i want to play that lane pretty comfortably not have to worry about it too much you know if i can dodge like his pull and q you know so i'm just gonna leave him at a b uh morgana mostly support but now a lot of times in the jungle but i do see her get played mid uh where do you have morgana the fallen angel i would say for mid I would put her at a C for mid, just because she's not there a ton. Um, definitely has a lot of utility in the game. It's overall, like mid impact though, from a mid lane standpoint, I just don't know if it's like gonna be very high. Like mm-hmm. the roam speed isn't gonna be there to kind of keep up with some of these other champions. Um, her own damage in that lane, if you put her up against almost any one of the other, these other champions, is gonna be lower unless she catches you in that queue um so i think she just she lacks just these few things that make up like a really good mid laner so mm-hmm. for mid lane purposes i'd probably put her as c uh just champion in general would you champion in general i'd put her be a champion in general b maybe almost a because like that landing that queue could uh like really impact a fight, like especially catching the right person because it's there. It feels like an eternity when you're stuck in it, and it's like that person that gets caught in it, like at the right time, could really change a game. So I would almost put her B, almost A, for champion in general. I like the champion, but mid lane, I don't know how big the impact is. Um, yeah, I love the champion. If I mean, if we're just on their ability in mid lane I'd probably rank her lower but um I ban her most games if I'm playing uh support um just because she can negate so much of what other people do with her black shield and then I don't know if there's another ability in the game that's as impactful as if she, as when she hits her Q uh, I mean it's like a 2 second Root slash stun. I think it's a root though. Um, and she's very versatile champion. Um, plays 
mid, gets played support, and then now she is a very effective jungler. She can I believe she got slightly nerfed on the patch that came out today um, or this week, but she uh, clears camps insanely quickly with her W. Um, she has great ability to gank. Uh, again, you just hit the Q, probably going to die. Um, lock them up with your ult also uh, makes people have to think about more than one thing if they have it attached to them before it pops, right? It's like, okay, do I stop autoing this other person on the team and try and get out of this radius before I get stunned for another two seconds and then she's going to kill me and I'm not going to move for five entire seconds. Um, so for that reason, I have her uh, in my S tier, but um, if we're wow. just going on... Overall champion? Yeah, for overall champion. So if we're just going on mid, um, yeah, I don't know, probably B or something like that. Okay. Um, so breaking the ice there on the old S tier. I see that. I, do you want to keep going champion overall or more mid lane based? Um, you can do it however you want. I'll just go off mid lane based because I have okay. the most experience there. Lux, what you got? Lux. Whew. This is a tough one. Uh, I think I'm going to break the ice with S tier on this one because I always feel like Lux is always really good and she has good utility to help the team with their shield. Um, the stun being able to hit, unlike Morgana, two people if you hit it correctly or land a good one. Mm -hmm. um, like, I mean, if you catch a squishy champion with a Q, and you're even decently strong, you're either going to one-shot that person and it's going to change how they're playing, or you're going to one-shot them and it's going to just eliminate them from the map temporarily. Like, I think she has always had a lot of impact, whether she is mid lane or support. Like She always is going to have a big impact in the game, especially if she's strong. Like Obviously, Being a non-mobile is, I think she's always going to have an impact. And I think because of that.
JSON ultimate. Um, but that's very useful also for like stealings and barons because it does a lot. But uh, can't deny that she is very useful. So Viger, Viger's next. I I'm gonna throw him into B. Uh, he obviously does a shit ton of damage. Um, especially the later the game goes, but he, his lack of mobility and self-sufficiency is what's uh, dragging him down. Yeah, no, honestly, I would have to agree with you putting them there. Like, can have a lot of impact late. Um, can help Zoe, and if needed, peel for teammates with the box, but at the same time, like, yeah, like landing phase with him, or until you get, you know, all those stacks for that ulti, like, doesn't feel very useful at times, or early especially. Um, mm -hmm. Don't really think much more needs to be said about him. Nope. Um, Karma. Again, someone who typically goes other places other than mid, but does get played mid. Um, what do you got? I'd probably put Karma B for mid. Um, because I think she does have so much utility and can influence and help her own team so much. I think I would put her there for that. She's She does do good damage, and that's why I wouldn't put her higher. If she did more damage too, I would probably put her into A. Um, but... I, I view her more as a utility person and helping the team more so. Obviously, why she's played support. Mm -hmm. Definitely could have her place mid and output a little bit more damage if needed, but that's why I would put her at B. Yeah, if if I'm playing Karma mid or Karma top and I'm building full damage, I'm going to have a lot of fun for 20 to 25 minutes. And then the game's going to be really, really not fun for me anymore because I'm going to stop. <laughs> killing anybody uh she just doesn't scale super well that way um and then you're gonna feel useless um and you're just gonna be a shield bot basically which is sort of what you are if you're just gonna go the support route but uh, it's more rewarding when you know that that's what your job is um opposed to when you're trying to one shot somebody and you do half um because you only have one ability that you know does damage um even when it's empowered by the ultimate um so i would i would put her in b just because of her um diverse uh way to play but victor uh i'm gonna toss victor into the you'll see category with rise um don't see him hardly and when I do, he, he just doesn't look like he's in a good place. Um, I don't know. I saw him during the spring split for pro play get played a little bit. So I don't know what they're seeing um, that I'm not. But I don't know. The changes to his passive were weird with him no longer having the heck or item. Uh yeah, I don't know. I've never really seen a Victor just be popping off at all. Yeah, this one's tough for me because I really enjoy 
playing Victor. Um, I would have to put probably for right now put him in C as well, just because of like you're saying like where he's at. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's he is in a weird spot, but I do think if you you play him well enough, pending the matchup, obviously. But if you play him well, like you do have a the potential to do a lot of damage later in the game. But I think a lot of it right now depends on like early kills or assists because your passive now gives you stacks for kills and assists. But can't get those early because you don't do any damage early. So like it's almost like non-existent portion unless you try to go gank or roam somewhere and you pick it up by chance. And if you pick them up early, then like you get ahead super quick. You can get to that that those damage items early. But it's just not the case for him because he just doesn't do anything early right now at all. Mm-hmm. So like you have to be willing to grind for twenty to twenty to twenty five minutes and just put yourself through that experience to get items before you do anything. And I think because of that right now, like he's it makes it really hard to like wanna play him, even though he is like a fun champion. So yeah, I've had to right. see as well. Um Vladimir uh I don't hardly ever see um honestly I'd put him C. I don't think he's he's a very strong champion when ahead. He's very oppressive and he can 1v5 your team, but I think very few Vladimir's are good enough to be at that point. Um and I think one misstep in like a fight like not dodging a certain ability with your pull or something you just die uh if the other team is doing things correctly um so i don't think there's a lot of forgiveness in the play um even though he heals a bunch yeah vlad's such a strange one to me because i always feel like when i play against him he's op but when i play him i feel useless but uh, like you say, like he doesn't get played a ton right now. Um, the good ones know how to use him and abuse him, but the bad ones can't do anything. So I'll also put him in C. Yeah, it's weird to think of him as a mage too. Yeah. Okay, Ari, who's more of an assassin, but um, with what I'm about to say, not really. Uh, I'm going to throw her into C. I do not get the spot right now. Into what? C. I don't think she's in a good spot. Um, she, uh, I don't know. She, it's very much, you'd think that she'd be a popular pick with kind of the way people are picking their champions lately with more assassin more just kind of burst you down type game style, but don't see her hardly. Uh, and when I do, she just doesn't seem to do the damage that she's used to be doing. Yeah, this one hurts, but I'm gonna put her B. It does. It does. It does feel really hard to figure out what she's good at right now. Mm-hmm. The the keystones or the the masters you take for the game don't. You don't. You never know what you're gonna take. You don't really have. There's like no definitive one to take. 
the way you build her, like there's no good way to know how to build her even. Um, but I put her B because like as a she's an easy champion to pick up and learn, especially for mid lane, and learn the way of the game in mid and not be punished as hard for it because once you get to level six you have basically three flashes. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. put her B just from a learning perspective right now. Um being very forgiving to learn how to play the game and learn to play the lane without being absolutely abused for, you know, being up too far or whatever. You have a lot more mobility to kind of play with and protect yourself with. So I'll put her B just for that. Okay. Uh, Next up is Lysandra, and I would stick her into B. I think it's hard playing her um, as a mage that compared to the majority of these on the list is short range. Um, But I think she is extremely useful. Again, not somebody that we see a whole lot, but uh, she does deceptively high amounts of damage. um, And uh, I don't know. I just like I like playing her personally. Um, she has good. Uh, she's good wave clear. She has amounts of mobility. Um, she provides value to the the team with slows, roots, stuns. Um, but I think she um, just isn't super powerful. So I put her in a B. I will also put her at B because of a lot of the same reasons, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. I think you said it perfectly for her. Okay. Um, Velkaz. Yeah. Velkaz, I put at B. <laughs> because I think uh, as a champion, he does, a lot, he does things well. I don't think he gets played a whole lot right now. But I think as a champion that can output a lot of damage, um, I think he is suitable enough to kind of fit into that. He's almost C because of how much he gets played right now. I don't know um, much more to say about him other than like he's just a, a good champion for mid lane, but I don't think he's exceptional, but I also don't think he's a bad one. I think he's an okay pick to take that you cannot be able to farm well with him and then, like, in later games, mm-hmm. be able to do a lot of damage from maybe not, like, a frontline type area. You can kind mm-hmm. of sit back and do a lot. So I'm just going to put him at B. Yeah, I'd put him in my A. He, The range is amazing. Um, he has uh, a way to self-peel uh, with the knockup. Uh, and just typically you're going to build something that slows on him usually uh, to help keep people off of you uh and then the damage is there so um really annoying to play against um but you like it when there's a good one uh, on your team Um, sure malzahar i'm gonna i'm debating a or s i think he's Super strong. 
and people don't play them enough. What about you? I'm putting him at S because I never played him and for years because I thought he was too easy and I didn't want to I didn't want to drink the juice. Mm-hmm. But when I started playing him, I mean this dude is easy to play and does a ton of damage and can be great utility for your team with that ulti and peeling him off peeling people off your ADs mm-hmm. and other carries really well and being able to just absolutely control the lane. Like I think he's a great mid laner to play and really enjoyable honestly too. Um and for that I'm gonna put him mid. Um especially for low elos because like he can do a lot of damage. He can do a lot of things really easily. And you don't really necessarily need help or if you have your ulti, like it's a free gank at times if you have someone that can mm-hmm. gank you quick. So I'm gonna put him as an S. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'll probably be debating that in my head the rest of the way. Anivia. What are you thinking? Anivia, I would put her at an A for mid laner. Um, again, kind of like Ari. Like, as a champ, that's can be easy to kind of learn, and you have that safety net of the egg to where if you get caught in a pickle and you have to use that passive most likely like teammates can get to you in time to kind of save you you can do a lot of damage if you're good with your wall you can do even more by boxing people into that ulti area um and having that stun you know can help as well so i'd put her at a for being able to output good damage good utility for the team good peel with that with that wall um and then having like a security net of that egg i'd put her at an a yeah i would agree with that not someone you really see played much, but the ones that do play no. are usually pretty good. Karthus, uh, he's gonna straight into D for me. Yeah, yeah, I'll throw him in there with you too. You yeah, don't do a whole was, lot of anything right now. This was last year. I put him higher just because he was a strong. But no, uh, he doesn't. He doesn't nope. do anything this year. Brand, what do you got? Brand is, I will put him at A because I he can do so much damage. It's almost unfair at times. These, especially with the way that we talk about like the damage increasing a lot, like he just does an unreal amount of damage, and he's not that hard to play. The W can be hard to land at times, but after that, like, I mean, the R is easy. The E, Q, like, if you hit Qs after your E, like, you're doing damage and you're killing a lot, a lot of people. So, mm-hmm. I think uh, I'm gonna put him at A. Okay, yeah, I put him at B. Um, purely because he's super easy to to kill if you can't. If, for you know, sure. If I, if I land a stun and my team's there, like he's he's gonna die. He doesn't really have a way to escape that. Um, Annie, I would put at an A. I think there's like one way to play her basically, but it 
she's a really rewarding champ to play, in my opinion. She does a lot of damage uh, once she gets a couple items, and you know, you're just one shotting people. Um, but she kind of just is a nuisance to one lane against because she's never going to run out of mana, and then two, Tibbers is just kind of annoying in a fight to constantly be thinking about. So I think being disruptive is a valuable valuable uh, trait to have. Yeah, I agree. I'd put her at A, again, for like the ease of learning her too. Um, and there is only one way to play her. Like you can't you can't mess up playing Annie and because mm-hmm. of that, like and I use play Annie a lot. Like it's just it's an easy way to learn the lane learn the macro of the game and not have to really worry about your champion and what it's doing because you know it's going to be just like very consistent in what you're doing so yeah i agree i'd put her at a for simplicity reasons okay twisted fate uh he's he's going into my uh s tier but mine as well yeah you can mine as well oh man my one of my favorite champions in the game Easy, maybe, as far as when people say point-and-click stun. But the skill cap, I think, on Twisted Fate is extremely, extremely high if you put a lot of time into learning this champion because of the influence you can have on the entire game and because like of the multiple ways you can play him. Obviously, right now, having tried it, uh, AD attack speed twisted fate is not good and not fun, <laughs> but it used to be an option and not like feel the worst. Um, like there's just so many different ways you can play this champion, and you're almost always gonna have some use because of your gold card, mm-hmm. um, which always feels good, and you're always gonna be able to have map presence because of them too. So like, as you mentioned earlier in the talk, like being mid lane, being able to push the wave hard immediately like read the back wave cue through them all read the front and then all you have to do is just step into the into fog of war and now everybody's wondering where you're at or being able to use your alt to just to find out where people are on the are on the Mm -hmm. map like utilities off the charts the ability to do damage is there depending how you want to build them but like you can just have such a high impact on the game overall and because of that you know, I feel like you got to put him at S tier. Yeah, so if we were tier listing other things and the other things we're tier listing, um, most important things, resources in the game, right? Uh, the S tier would only have vision in it. Uh, vision is the most important thing in the game. TF provides more vision than any of the other char- uh, characters here. Uh, and that's just really invaluable when you can just prevent you know a die from happening or set up your own uh because you realize that you know nobody else is down there and all these other scenarios where his alt just is so so valuable um but yeah s tier for sure nico um c for me i guess i don't really care uh she i've never never her damage falls off and her W is not that useful. Passive is kind of whatever. Uh, kind of a champion that I think Beta Riot itself doesn't really care about. Yeah. Um, I haven't really played this champion at all. 
of maybe a game or two here and there. But don't feel like it's very she's very useful. Don't really feel like she impacts the game much. Playing against her doesn't feel that ba bad at all either. So like mid laner wise, I'd put her C. Okay. Syndra? What do you got? Syndra. I'd put Syndra in the A category. Because okay. of not necessarily total simplicity to play, but her ulti does give a level of ease and one shot ability, especially when you're trying to learn the game with the kind of like talked about before, like self peel with her E. And that stun can also help um, set up more damage to just full on combo people. But I think she's a great champion to have in the game, and I think she's fun to play and not very hard. So, you know, being able to put her at A is pretty easy because she does do a lot of damage, um, does a lot of other things pretty well too. So, I feel like you gotta put her A. Yeah, I would have her as if some kind of mobility, uh, some kind of way to stay alive. But she lacks that, so I would have to put her at A. Uh, I mean, she's the one I play the most mid, I'd say. Yep, she's got a good stun. It can hit multiple people if you have multiple balls out. Uh, you have one-shot potential on a lot of people. And um, you can take different runes, and you can build a couple of different ways on her, I feel. I think all three of the main mage uh, mythics are viable on her. So uh, LeBlanc, I I mean, I might not even do LeBlanc. She's legitimately an assassin. Like Ari, she's not holistically an assassin, but uh, I don't care either way. So LeBlanc? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I'd, I'd put LeBlanc... I don't know. I put her the same as well. Like, doesn't really. Right now, I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of them. I don't even know how she would feel to play right now, even either. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, good champion. Very hard to play though. I don't know if I've ever played her really well, even when I was trying to spam her to learn her. Um, I think a hard champion for sure. Hey, Oriana, uh, worth the uh, S tier. About you, I would also put her S here because she's one of my favorite champions in the game. I feel like whenever I want to grind really hard, try to climb, like I always find myself playing her because of the impact. Kind of like how I play her because of because of how much impact you can have, damage wise, peel wise, um, shielding your other people on your team wise and being able to use other people like tanks or people that dive in utilize them to kind of carry your ball like i think she has so many so much potential to be like such a great champion um and impact the game so heavily because of that and if you can really get good at controlling where that ball is at at all times like you can have a real big impact on the game and i and i mm -hmm. thoroughly enjoy that and because of that, I would also put her at S tier. Not a lot of mobility, but you kind of get a little bit of movement speed with the W. Mm -hmm. um, again, you have to be able to get the ball to you quickly to 
use it to get away, but um, and a hard champion to like learn to do that with. But when you get it down, like I think it becomes a very easy champion to to climb and carry with. Yeah, uh, I love love playing her. Um, she it's really satisfying to play her and really rewarding when you hit big combos. Um, Silas, I am struggling with this one, but I'm gonna put Silas at B. B, yeah, I was gonna say B too. Um, he can really cycle through his abilities well. Um, and kind of just keep healing on you. Um, but uh, there are windows where you can prevent that from happening and and punish him. But he's also kind of dependent on your team comp too, as far as his viability in the game due to him stealing ultimate. Right. I think like I even feel like sometimes he's even in a weird spot. I don't know how well sometimes he does, and I not not as afraid to play against him as I used as once I used to be because I just don't feel like he's as maybe overpowered as he once was. Teal can, I mean, obviously if he's ahead, he's going to be strong, but he's not someone anymore that I feel like is uh, too strong. Okay. Uh, Rumble, I isn't really a mage, so I'm just not really including him. Now we can put him away. But fun mid laner if you want to diversify your yeah. your uh, your champion selection. I take commit every now and again. Very Tal- fun. Talia. Talia. Where are you putting Talia? I'd put Talia B right now. Um, don't feel like I see a lot of her really right now. I don't. I think she can do a, output a lot of damage and get places really fast. If she's someone that's really good with her, they can obviously play her really well. Um, very satisfying character to play, I think. Um, but hard to learn and play f- really effectively, I think. Yeah, I'd put her C, maybe even she. I don't know. She, she's hard to, to play well. And um, honestly, she can snowball a game, but it's it's super easy to punish her, uh, in my opinion. And honestly, though, she doesn't even get played mid at all. She gets played jungle if she does get played. Right. Um, and they've nerfed her countless times. But Zyra... Uh, super freaking annoying to play against uh, in bot lane. Um, but I think uh, she's a C tier. I agree. Mid lane wise, yeah, I don't know if she does enough good things to be a good mid laner, but as a support, yeah, very annoying to play against and a nuisance. Um, Zareth, uh, I also C tier. Yeah, I agree. Easy to kill, no mobility. Hard he, to get the skill shots. Yep, those. Uh, like, what I like about it, though, like, you you know, you, like your purpose and your role as Zareth more than I think most other champions. Where you're just like, okay, I'm only here to to poke out 
the enemies, but it's just hard to accomplish a lot of the time, um, especially the later the game goes. And, uh, and like, they get more movement speed to dodge. And then also, like, you have, like, a thousand health at all times in the game. So, yeah. Zoe. Uh, I'm putting her A. Yep, I put her A. Um, possibly even S. She's still really strong. Um, but also, though, like, at our level, people Hard don't to play effectively. tend to play. Yep, exactly. No, I agree. Hard to play, does a ton, a ton of damage. If she's played well, can absolutely dominate and one-shot people, and that's unrelenting. Mm -hmm. But in the wrong hands, almost useless. But I think she's a fun champion and deserves an A-tier. All right, last one, Ziggs, uh, B. My man, Ziggs. I love playing Ziggs. Uh, I don't think he's up there in the upper echelons. I'm going to put him at A. Yeah, I respect that. Because I think it's so easy to control your lane with mm -hmm. him and wave control with him. Like, easy to push, easy to clear your waves, can roam because of that can push towers like as a utility mid laner easy to kind of pick up mm -hmm. and for the amount of damage you can do with them i think it's a spot to be able to put him at a yeah i think i'd put him at a if his q wasn't the bulk of his damage and it wasn't um so easy to miss or to dodge for the enemy um but I mean, I play him second to Syndra usually uh, if I'm playing mid. And yep, he controls waves, controls lanes super well, super effectively. Can shove in basically anyone in the game. Uh, and I think though, what also holds him back, in my opinion, is that you want to play like this style where you're just destroying tower after tower with your satchel, but it relies a lot of communication with your team to allow you to approach the towers um, True. to where playing solo queue that doesn't always allow you to do those certain things but he definitely is uh, really fun to play and uh, can be really effective but, so those are all of them but let's just go through and you say all each one just recapping while was in there just running through each list yeah just so just say your sure. s's i'll say mine so uh at my s tier i had lux malzahar twisted fate oriana okay my you want to go your s yeah, yeah 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 um so we had three of the same there uh i had morgana lux twisted fate and oriana my A tier, I had Anivia, Brand, Annie, Syndra, Zoe, and Ziggs. I had Cassiopeia, Swain, Valkaz, Malzahar, Anivia, Annie, Syndra, and Zoe. My B tier, I had Rise, Swain, Valkaz, Vigar, Karma, Ari, Lysandra. Um, Silas and Talia. I had Viger, Karma, Lysandra, Brand, Silas, and Zig. C tier, Cassiopeia, 
uh, Morgana, Victor, uh, Vlad, Nico, LeBlanc, Zyra, and Zareth. Rise, Victor, Vladimir, Ari, Nico, Talia, Zyra, and Zareth. D tier, Jace, Karthus. Unfortunately, Rumble. Yep. The all the ones that weren't really majors I put in there. Yeah. Also Karthus. But... Right. So perfect. That's that. Well, it was fun. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I went pretty long here. Uh, you had a lot to talk about, though. Apparently, you're very, very passionate. I am a a lover for league. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure I'll find a reason to ask you to again. For sure. Um, Anytime. Unless people write to me and they're like, "Don't ever." Have him on again. Dang. He all of his takes were bad, and uh, <laughs> he really values Nazahar too much. That's what they're gonna say. Can't you can't value? Can't put a value on that. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Uh, I appreciate it. You can uh, sign off any way you want to. Uh, was fun. <laughs> Can't wait to be back on the show. Appreciate uh, old Funky Order here having me on. And uh, until next time, appreciate it. All right. See ya. See ya. Okay. That was our interview on mid lane. I hope you guys enjoyed that. And again, sorry for the little disruption there partway through. Um, we will be continuing this next week. The role hasn't been decided yet. We're still waiting on that, but it will be either jungle top lane or support as those are the only three remaining. And three more weeks of this, and then we'll be back to lore and we have some finalists for the region that we will be discussing um so pretty excited about that so stay tuned and thanks for listening see you guys next week okay that was our interview on mid lane. I hope you guys enjoyed that. And again, sorry for the little disruption there partway through. Um, we will be continuing this next week. The role hasn't been decided yet. We're still waiting on that, but it will be either jungle top lane or support as those are the only three remaining. And three more weeks of this, and then we'll be back to lore and we have some finalists for the region that we will be discussing um so pretty excited about that so stay tuned and thanks for listening see you guys next week